podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. And we rise from the ashes like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky, gripping our consensual penis. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-host, Sir Cusselot Travis Pointer. Enzo Amore dropped a motherfucking rap song, and the only thing that would have made that intro better, Travis, is if you actually liked the song and sang it along with me. I would never. I would never. You gotta admit, it's a catchy hook, and consensual no. penis is my favorite thing right now. Here's the thing. Of that entire song, the only part I liked about it was when he said consensual penis. Twice. Well, yeah, but like the fact that he said that is the only thing that I enjoyed about that entire thing. So you're telling me you didn't like the only no. thing in the pudding is proof. The nope. proof is in the pudding, bitch. Pudding ain't got no roofal in. I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. You didn't you didn't enjoy that? No. Or gender persecution hurts the Me Too movement and the women's revolution. The fuck you doing? No. Oh, I've listened to the song a lot. Clearly so you, you have. And as I'm listening to this song, I'm like, you have no flow. So, yeah. Oh, he has no flow whatsoever. The only thing I enjoy about it is the chorus. I will say the second verse is better than the first verse, but it's still fucking horrible. I would listen to John Cena's rap album all day long before I bought an Enzo Amore album. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go with you on that one. If you were giving me the choice, you can either listen to Enzo Amore or listen to John Cena I'd go read a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> I was going to say, you're on a desert island, and you have two choices of music before you jump out of a plane. The only thing there is John Cena's My Time Is Now or this single from Enzo Amore. I'll listen to the crabs click their claws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is episode 45 of the Smackin' It Raw podcast. Um, like I said, after Enzo, I can't say he was acquitted because I don't think charges were filed. There was lack of evidence. I don't really know how to put it, but let's just say he's not in trouble anymore. So he released a rap song. Uh, Which to, he should not have done, by the way. Right. He probably shouldn't have done it. But to address the woman that falsely accused him and all of the people and TMZ and everyone else who went along with it. And instead of you know, finding out whether he was guilty or innocent, just said, nope, you're guilty right away. Uh, he addressed all of them in the song, um, compared him, well, said he's not like Bill Cosby. Um, yeah, he just went on a lot of shit. So, By the way, well, well, not really by the way, but like, you know, had he not done that, he, he may have been able to get his fucking job back. Like... Uh, maybe I mean because yeah. who gives a shit Drop- about 205 live right now without him dropping a uh, explicit rap song is not the way not the best way to get back into WWE and the PG era but right now we're in a boom of wrestling where he could go to any independent now he says he is the hottest free agent in entertainment right now in his own mind yes possibly uh, I don't know any other free agents that might be hotter in sports entertainment. Well, there might be one, and we'll talk about that once we start talking about WWE because I have an idea in my head, and I want to make sure I say it, so I'm telling you now before I forget because, yeah, I might forget. All right, so let's get into WWE. Um, 
It was announced today, and I just posted it. I don't know if you saw it because you were playing uh, your game, that it's going to be Elias versus Seth Rollins for the IC title at Money in the Bank. So this is the fourth title match now at Money in the Bank. Or fifth, I'm sorry. You got the tag team titles on SmackDown, the IC title on Raw, the two women's titles, and then the WWE Championship all being defended at Money in the Bank. And what we'll get into is how Elias held Raw hostage. He wanted to sing a song. (laughs) They wouldn't shut up so he could sing it. He refused to leave until Seth Rollins showed up, kicked him out of the ring. We had Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal, which ended in a DQ because Seth Rollins got angry and attacked Mahal with the same chair. Well, not the same chair, but a chair like Mahal attacked him last week. Uh, This all ended with Elias knocking Rollins out with a surprise guitar shot at rings or uh, on the side of the on stage. On the ramp, yeah. Top of the stage, yeah. Up there. After he left the ring, basically. Yeah. I like Elias. I want to see how Elias does in a full-on wrestling match. Like, don't get me wrong. His last match where he stopped in the middle of the ring and he got out and he asked for his guitar and was going to put on a performance in the middle of the match was great. But I'd like to see how good Elias actually is bell to bell. And Seth Rollins is the perfect guy to do that against. Yes. Also, I'd say this is a great opportunity because this spot right here, that mid card, that, you know, I see title area is perfect for Elias. He could be the next honky tonk man, not just because of the guitar thing, even though that's a part of it. But he he could rule the mid card like for real. And Seth needs to be back in the world title picture. I don't know if we got to, like, you know, somebody has to just kill Brock Lesnar or what, but, like... Maybe Cain Velasquez can come in and take him out and take that belt off. I don't care how it happens, but, like, you know, we need to get Seth Rollins back in the world title picture. Well, I actually think... Well, I can't say I think. I believe that there is potential for Elias to even move past the mid card but i have to see what he has to offer because you got to think stone cold we didn't know what potential he had until he got to the ic title picture same with the rock same with triple h those guys were all mid carders who oh, looked like they could mid card until they showed us what they really had you didn't know about that i knew what the rock had yeah uh-huh. i knew i knew jr told us it's a blue chipper I just I just want to let you guys know Travis has had a few drinks tonight, so uh, I got to keep an eye on him, keep an eye on our time, and uh, he's going to be pretty entertaining, I believe. Whatever you say, sir. So we also, as far as DQ endings go, we had Braun come out and cut a promo at the beginning of the show, which was interrupted by Finn Balor. Balor actually slapped Braun Strowman in the face, which led to the opening match being the same match that closed out the night the week before, because we didn't talk about that. Um, again, it ended in DQ because KO interfered while he was on commentary. So what? Woo! Well, it's building issues going into Money in the Bank, and there he brought in ladders. I, I Once... Here's the thing. I know why they did it. I just don't care. Like, it's just, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, they are 
all the qualifying matches and shit happened way too fast. I agree. So now she's like, oh, everybody's in. Now we're just marking time until Money in the Bank because we don't really have anything else until the Money in the Bank match happens. So, like, if they had kind of, like, spread that out, like, kind of did more, like, tournament-style stuff to get into Money in the Bank, that would have been a bit better. But what ifs? Fair enough. Um, This also led to KO beating Bobby Roode in a one-on-one match where Braun Strowman came out, attacked Bobby Roode, or, sorry, attacked uh, Kevin Owens, and then when Bobby Roode was all excited, Braun turned around and attacked him too. So there is no continuity whatsoever between the raw half of the money in the bank. Uh, everyone just wants to beat the shit out of each other. So there's not going to be any teaming up teamwork oh, there. Well, no, I didn't uh, expect Robbie's that. Team. But, you know, it's Braun Strowman, though. When does he ever really teamed up with anybody except for that little kid that he won the tag titles with? <sighs> White family. He didn't really team up with them. He was just kind of brought in by them, so he was just there. He just fucked people up for them because he just liked fucking people up. Hey, if you're fucking people up for somebody, you're part of the group. Man, you say so. But Speaking of Money We're in the Bank s- ladder match, am, am I allowed to just boycott Money in the Bank and not watch it? Because You are allowed to do that. I just don't know how you are going to do a live show afterwards. I mean, Without me there. I'm not talking about the entire pay-per-view. I'm just talking about the actual match. You can The men's money in the bank, if you want to boycott it, but, which, by the way, you'll probably be watching Westworld when it happens anyway, so you might just miss it anyway. Damn, when's money in the bank? Uh, June 17th. Yeah, Westworld will still be going. Goddamn. Three weeks. We got to find a replacement. Anyway. Um, replacement for you? Because we already have to replace me. Oh, no, no, no. You're not replacing me. I'm oh. doing two streams that day, drunk as shit, enjoying the fuck out of myself. But, um, yeah, I just, I feel like I should boycott the men's money in the bank ladder match. I agree. Because it's just, it's, um, it's wrong. It's, it's wrong, wrong because Shelton Benjamin's not in it and you're yes. not happy. The greatest performer in any Money in the Bank ladder match returns this year and you do not put him in the Money in the Bank ladder match. What the fuck is wrong with you? Not you, I man. I'm talking about yeah, the WWE. What the I fuck? Think, I don't have an answer for you, but. They did put Sasha Banks in. I don't give she a won damn. That- oh, yeah, I do give a damn about that. Never mind. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sasha Banks is now part of the Women's Money in the Bank. So the Women's Money in the Bank is going to be Charlotte, Becky, uh, Alexa Bliss, Sasha, Lana, Naomi, and Ember Moon. Say those again because I wasn't listening the first time. Charlotte. I'm just fucking with you. I really didn't think you'd actually do it. Um, Becky, Alexa Bliss, Lana, Naomi, Ember Moon, Natalia. Oh, oh. I don't remember if I said Sasha or not. So, <laughs> Sasha. Anyway, those are the eight competitors. Um, I'm more excited for the women's money in the bank than I am the men's, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, why would you be excited for the men's? Uh, 
Sheldon Benjamin's not Because Braun Strowman's going to win. And then Braun Strowman's going to be champion, he's and not. he's going to take out Brock Lesnar. Here's the thing. He's not going to win it. He should win it. He definitely should win it, but he won't. Well, this that is one match where when we do our predictions in two weeks, I am definitely going to have to predict with my heart because I can't you can, accept anyone else. You can do that when you if you want, but I need you to understand one thing, that they like to see you suffer. So, Oh, I know that. They're... <laughs> It's two things that occur when when we pick things for pay-per-views. They like seeing you suffer, and you just like to be miserable, so you pick with your heart anyway. I didn't do that the last one, and uh, as the rack so poignantly pointed out, I won the last one, so... Go figure. When When you pick logically instead of picking with your heart shit, you actually get good results. Yeah. But here's the problem Uh, is that I know you, so I know you'll pick with your heart anyway, so... Something that didn't have good results was this uh, Nia Jax Ronda Rousey segment that they had. Listen, where Nia had a match against a jobber and Ronda was on commentary but not talking. I have a question. I'm listening. You're gonna have to like go with me on this journey right here, real quick. Okay. Okay. So we had this whole feud between Alexis and Nia like a month ago, right? Well, two things. It's Alexa, not Alexis, and I'm already with you. I have it written in my notes. I know where you're going, but I'll let you finish. With Alexa. I said Alexis? You did. I know this girl named Alexis, and she's kind of like, you know, in the back of my head. But anyway. Was um, she feuding with a girl named Naya? Huh? Was she feuding with a girl named Naya over you? No, but that'd be kind of hot. But, um... (laughs) You know, we have had this whole thing with Alexa and Nia. And Alexa was supposed to be the heel in that. And she's claiming that Nia was a bully and all that kind of shit. But Nia's not a bully, according to them. And she's the face in this whole thing. And then this feud with Ronda Rousey starts. And she's doing all these things and making her a bully. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. She got in the ring. She beat up some jobber and while she was doing it narrated about how these are all the things that she's going to do to Ronda Rousey and just bully the shit out of that poor girl. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm with the shits. Like I like that kind of shit. That's funny as hell to me, but it doesn't make sense for what they just set up like a month ago with who, who Nia Jax is. It doesn't make sense for her character. But as I'm watching this, I'm cracking up because it's just like, yeah, fuck you. I don't know you. But <laughs> it's just like. So there's a lot of shit in this that doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense that by instigating this last week, Stephanie McMahon somehow turned Nia heel in less than. In one week. One week yeah, she went from being. She's a heel now. Face she's clearly a heel yeah. now. <laughs> She was the face that wasn't a bully and with one fucking conversation. Body positivity and all that kind of shit, you know. They're like, yeah, fuck all that. She's a heel now. She's a bully. (laughs) It didn't make sense to put Ronda Rousey on commentary where she didn't talk the entire time because Nia was in the ring having the conversation. She can't talk. She needs fucking Paul Heyman. Why won't they just do what the fuck I tell them to do, Matt? Because they have to get rid of Brock Lesnar first, and apparently that's harder than it appears. They don't have to get rid of Brock. He can manage them both. It would make perfect fucking sense. 
No, what would make perfect sense is to have Paul Heyman turn on Brock Lesnar, help Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar, and then go manage Ronda Rousey. No, he needs to manage both Ronda and Brock, have them both in the ring at the same time, laud all their MMA accolades and all that kind of shit, do what Paul Heyman does. Can you imagine... Paul Heyman forming his own stable. He gets those two. Then he adds on. What's who's the other one? Who's the other girl that did MMA? Uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, her. Add her on too. Then go get Bobby fucking Lashley. Can you imagine that fucking stable, Matt? Can you imagine how fucking awesome that would be? Well, maybe we'll see that once if she beats Nia Jax, we which I don't think see she that. They won't do that because that makes too much fucking sense, and they won't do it. And they don't like to see me happy either. So here's the well, thing. Well, Travis. What? What also didn't make sense was Rhonda came in the ring, listened to Nia talk shit to her, and she didn't fucking swing. She didn't go for an armbar. She just stood there with a dumbfounded look on her face while Nia talked trash. And if even if she can't talk, even if she can't cut a promo, if she is supposed to be this badass, how does she not beat the living shit out of Nia Jax in that moment? Because the last time she was in a real fight, she got her ass whooped. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Last two times she was in a real fight, she got her ass whooped. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with professional wrestling and what we saw on Monday Night Raw. It sure doesn't, but I wanted to say it anyway. All right, uh, did you get to see uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions take on the Ascension? I don't think so. No, that wasn't on the Hulu version. Here's the thing. Speaking of which, I got to ask you a question. As I've completed this episode of Raw, I noticed something. Let me let me ask you if this if if this is true or not, because if it if it actually is a truth. I will celebrate. Did you see Roman Reigns at all? No. So we got a Raw without Roman Reigns and without John Cena. Uh, I don't have anything about Roman Reigns in my notes. I know they did announce that it would be Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying did you see him on Raw? He was not on Raw, no. Is it bad that that makes me very, very happy? It's not bad. Um, I want to run something by you. So you laid out run it on by that me. you had an idea. You laid out that you have an idea for something I'm assuming that's going to come later. Well, it, it has to do with money in the bank. I have this brilliant idea in my head. And it would make so, me so happy if this came to fruition. I also feel like I have a brilliant idea in my head, and I want to see what you think about this. Last week, we talked WCW. And Let's one of the things we talk talked about WCW was, again. Let's do that now. No, Fuck we're not the rest do that of the now. show. Let's just talk WCW, dude. We're not going to do that now. But we talked about the finger poke of doom, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what I want to see happen in Money in the Bank, and I know it's not going to happen. It won't, but go ahead. They are going to boo the living shit out of the Roman Reigns-Jinder Mahal match. Chicago is not going to have that shit. Not Especially... At all. If it comes on as the main event like him and Samoa Joe did, which I pray to God they're not dumb enough to do. Maybe they'll be smart and make the women's money in the bank the pay-per-view. I hope they are. But imagine this. 
Roman Reigns comes out. Chicago is just booing the living shit out of him. I can't feel my face. Bell rings. Roman Reigns lays down for Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal looks confused, lays down, pins Roman Reigns, one, two, three. Roman Reigns gets up and cuts a promo about how he works his ass off, and every time he comes out here, he gets booed. He doesn't get any respect. He's the only person in the locker room that even has a chance of beating Brock Lesnar, and he's tired of wasting his time and all these guys that aren't on his level. So he refuses to compete against anybody that isn't Brock Lesnar until he gets another title shot. And for the next however many weeks till SummerSlam, Kurt Angle puts him in matches, and he either walks out and doesn't compete or lays down and takes a pinfall, refusing to work with anybody but Brock Lesnar and goes full heel. Anything that results in Roman Reigns going heel, I'm in favor of. But you want me to talk about my theory now? You want me to wait? Because it has to do with the actual winning the bank ladder match. uh, Yeah, go ahead and talk about your theory. So here's my thing. I know this will never happen. All right. I need to preface this with that. I know this will never happen because of contracts and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. Where is Money in the Bank taking place? Chicago. Who is the superstar that really, really ascended to the top at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view? CM Punk. Of all, you know, these competitors in the Money in the Bank ladder match, nobody really stands out anyway, right? I mean, you got Finn Balor, you got Samoa Joe. Exactly. I love Samoa Joe. Don't get me wrong. Like, of all the people in this match, like, Samoa Joe is actually my favorite. Like, I like Samoa Joe legitimately. Imagine if somehow, some way, the Money in the Bank match, you know, everybody comes in, gets introduced and all that kind of shit. And then Kurt Angle comes out and says, yeah, that's not it. We have more one more competitor. And cult of personality hits. CM Punk returns. Wins money in the bank, sir. Now CM Punk is back with the motherfucking money in the bank briefcase that he won in Chicago. Tell me something that is more perfect than that. I can't give you something that's more perfect than that. I agree. It's probably nothing not is more perfect than that. I know it won't happen, but I need it to happen at the same time. Listen, I will tell you this, Travis. The, there's the, a if, much- that, if that happens, I will openly masturbate on our Facebook live. Please, God, let that not happen. Nobody wants to watch that. Um, There's a better chance that CM Punk shows up for the all-in show in Chicago on September 1st that the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes are putting on and goes to the Indies. Then there is a chance that he shows up on Money in the Bank. Once again, like I said, I know it won't happen, but it's just... It fits so perfectly. Like, oh, it would be great. Oh, listen, listen. Can you imagine? Because you're going to be there. Imagine being in the building when that happens, sir. Oh, I'd go insane. Yes. 
I need if that happens, I want you to promise me that you'll keep your penis in your pants if that happens. Okay, don't pull it I out. I can't make that promise, I'm, but I will tell you this: I plan on going Facebook Live frequently throughout the show on the Smackin' Raw page. Do so, it. guys, go check that out. For Do live it. Reaction Do from it from me in the crowd during, especially when Roman Reigns comes out, because I want you guys to all hear feel. the booze. And feel, feel the anger they need that the WWE might try and tone down. Yeah. I want you guys to feel that shit. Here's so I thing. will go Facebook Live frequently on our Smack and Raw page throughout the pay-per-view to give you guys live reactions of what's going on since I won't be able to do the live post show. And that's the thing. If you watch things on the Hulu version, like, you know, SmackDown and Raw, if you listen to the sound and watch the crowd at the same time, you know they are like editing in crowd noise and shit for things. Oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's just like, dude, I know they are booing this man right now. I'm looking at the crowd. Like they got all these crazy cheers and shit happening and the crowd is just sitting there like this. You can't see me, but they're sitting there doing nothing. Like, it's just come on now. <laughs> I actually posted a video. It's 10 things WWE doesn't want you to know about or like secrets or something. And that was one of the things on there is them plugging in crowd noises. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how it kind of makes sense because they do it in shows like Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. But they do it on the it's television. That makes it makes sense for them to <laughs> do it. It's just I recognize that they do it, you know. All right. I was going to transition with you saying Samoa Joe was your favorite person in that match in the SmackDown, but there's something even more important that we need to talk about. What's that? From Raw. It was probably the greatest thing on Raw, the B-Team Barbecue. Yeah. Please tell me you saw this, Travis. I did not. All right. So the B-Team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, go to Kurt Angle and say, we have now beat Fandango two weeks in a row. We are undefeated. We want our Raw Tag Team title shot. Kurt Angle says, just because you guys beat Fandango twice doesn't mean you deserve to skip over all of the other tag teams on Raw and that you deserve a tag team title shot. So they come to the conclusion that they need to get permission from all of the other tag teams on Raw to jump them in line for a Raw Tag Team title shot. And their idea (laughs) for this is that they are going to throw a barbecue and invite all the tag teams down to the ring and persuade them with a barbecue to agree to letting them get a tag team title shot. Pause. 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 I don't know who's in charge of what goes on to Hulu and what doesn't, but the fact that this was not on the Hulu version is a travesty. All right? And I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make this a thing. There's going to be a travesty of the week because it has my name in it. So I was just thinking that travesty starts with Travis. That's great. Exactly. So we need to start this. I need you to remind me because I'm drunk as shit right now. So there needs to be a travesty of the week every week. I'm going to remind you you said that because you were doing Kane facts, and when I tried to tell you that we needed a Kane facts, you said Kane facts happen naturally. Exactly. That's different. That's completely different. Okay. Speaking of Kane facts, speaking of Kane, because fucking the new Kane teased me this week on Raw like he was going to give somebody a choke slam, and he didn't fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, Braun Strowman, when he fucking caught Finn Balor on the ropes and shit by the throat and didn't choke slam, I'm like, what the fuck? 
How dare you not choke slam him when you grab him by the throat? So I need to get back to this. No, team barbecue. we are not going to do that right now. We're going to talk about how Braun Strowman had a perfect opportunity to choke slam Finn Balor and didn't do it. I don't think a choke slams in Braun Strowman's moveset. Well, he needs to add that shit. Well, hit him up on Twitter. I will Go hit him Twitter up on and- Twitter, Instagram, Grinder, all that shit. <laughs> Grinder, what the fuck? Hit him up on Twitter and tell him he needs to add a choke slam to his <laughs> fucking moveset. So, Travis, at the B Team Barbecue, you had Heath Slater and Rhino. Of course. You had Breezango. You had Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. And uh, I think there was another team. I don't remember. The Raw Tag Team division kind of sucks and really isn't that important. So a whole lot but of anyway, these people. Got you. They go through and they start listing all of the things. And Titus and, and Apollo Crews have Dana Brooke with them. No, they did not. See, how do you not have the whole crew with you? Because Dana Brooke had to get ready for her gauntlet match later that night. That she lost, so clearly it didn't even matter. She should have been there. It didn't. Go ahead. But Travis, there's something you're going to love about this. you got to let me get this. So, not only is it the B-team barbecue, but all of the food either started with a B. What? Nothing. I said I want fish sticks, but go ahead. Oh. All the food either started with a B or they made it start with a B. So, like, you had brats, you had potato salad potato chips like they're going through all the shit that they got really bow dogs yeah bow dogs oh i'm so upset that this was not on the hulu version like why was this not there this is the most entertaining randomly, thing i've heard about all week and it wasn't even on television go ahead and then randomly they had cupcakes so while they're feeding every oh they had bologna sandwiches at a barbecue and Rhino <laughs> is sitting there with a tray of bologna wait, sandwiches. Wait, 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 was it just was was it just bologna sandwiches or was it fried bologna? It was just bologna sandwiches. Oh, it's not even the good bologna sandwiches, man. Have you ever had that was fri- the point though. Have you ever had fried bologna? I have. Okay. Good. Okay. But Travis, that was the point was it wasn't good and Rhino's sitting there just shoving them in his face. So they're telling everybody in the ring about all this great food that they've got, that they got these guys. And then they're like, so now that we're all here, we can all agree that we deserve a tag team title shot, right? And Titus O'Neil goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Whoa. You brought us out here whoa. with that idea. Whoa. Whoa, what? Nothing. I was just, I was just going okay. with you with the whole whoa thing. And it kind of looked like okay. he froze for a second, so I'm like, oh, shit, did something fuck up? Like, Maybe it did on your end. It did not my end. So anyway. No, it just looked Titus like O'Neil he froze. Goes, I'm not saying you actually did freeze. I'm saying it looked like he froze. Titus O'Neil comes out, and he's like, you guys are trying to convince us to let you jump the line. Nobody jumps the line. And speaking of great food, none of this food has any salt, any pepper, no seasoning. The fuck kind of barbecue no is paprika? this? And Apollo like, Chris Fine just co-signing. Okay. White people, I tell you, man, season your fucking food. Go ahead. What are you saying? See, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like, really, is it because they're white that you're calling them out for not seasoning yep. their food? That's yep. Kind of fucked up. That's exactly what that's was happening right up. there. That is exact. I didn't even watch the segment. And I knew what was happening. 
So did I. But then again, I spent a lot of time at Pointer Family Barbecues. Yes. So I know how to properly you prepare. You know food. how it's supposed to go. We know how to throw so a fucking it, barbecue. It ended in a food fight where Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas put There was a, a food a fight, too? Travis, there was food in the ring. What do you mean there was a food fight? It was, oh, wait, was wait. This fight. whole thing happened in the ring? Yes. I thought it was a backstage thing. Whoever no. is in charge of what goes on Hulu, get your shit together. Because I'm trying to remember what it. happened on, like, <laughs> like what I watched. And there are things that I saw I'm sure could have just been omitted for this. Because it's just, ah! Okay, like, go ahead. Did you see McIntyre and Gable? No, I don't even remember them being, yeah, I didn't see them either. Okay, so... That's another thing they cut out. But anyway, I will find this. I will post it on the SmackDown Raw page. I will tag you in it so you can. Because I know you're drunk and you're not going to remember. So I will take care of you. I will do that for you. (laughs) Moving on to SmackDown, uh, Samoa Joe cut a promo on Daniel Bryan about how Daniel Bryan should call his wife, let her know that he's not winning that match. He might not come home tonight. He might go to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Daniel Bryan shows up. He wants to have the match right away. But Big Cass comes out. And let's everyone know he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Let's everyone know there will be no Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe match because he gets his match against Samoa Joe as soon as he is cleared, and he is cleared right now. And then he goes to work attacking people with the crutch that he brought down to the ring. Paige wasn't having it, and she made a triple threat match. Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe, where Samoa Joe choked out Daniel Bryan, and the ref had to call the match. Samoa Joe wins, moves on to Money in the Bank. I'm going to make a call right now. This Big Cass experiment is going to fail. Okay. Because they're immediately trying to insert him into, like, into a spot where he doesn't belong. Like when they brought him back, they don't need to put him in the hole trying to get a money in the bank spot and all that kind of shit. Just let him whoop people's ass. Like that's really all you need to do with him when he first comes back. Reestablish that big cast is a bag motherfucker. Like you putting him in this feud with Daniel Bryan and all that kind of stuff for him to lose and just beat up Daniel Bryan afterwards and all that kind of shit. It's useless because people are just going to look at Daniel Bryan like, oh, he fights hard and all that kind of stuff. And people just don't give a shit about Big Cass. So my thing I'm sorry. I wish that we were live right now because I want people to see you talk with your eyes closed. He is literally his eyes are shut and he's just people don't give a shit about Big Cat like. Not looking at me, not engaging me. He's just going on, eyes closed. He is so fucking drunk right now. It's not even funny. Travis, I agree with you. One of the things JR said on his podcast this week was Daniel uh, Big Cass has been working a finesse style, and nobody needs that out of a seven foot tall guy. He needs to be smash mouth. He yeah. needs to be hard hitting. Fuck people up, dude. Like, that's your thing. That's what you need to do. Did I really close my eyes when I was talking, though? Yeah, you did. 
Well, if you didn't, they were so fucking almost closed that they look closed. And they're pretty fucking squinty right now. Like, if you look down, it looks like they're shut. <laughs> so, anyway, um, positive out of that is we got Samoa Joe in the Money in the Bank match. I'm surprised that they're leaving Daniel Bryan out. What I'm not surprised about is they brought Daniel Bryan back. This was the time to capitalize on having the Miz back on SmackDown and doing the Miz Daniel Bryan feud. They're going to wait too long and then it's yeah. not going to fucking matter anymore. I think they want to wait and hold that off for SummerSlam, but it's just like, ah. It's just stop waiting. Yeah, don't wait. Strike while the iron is hot. Like let them do their thing and put people who, you know, need to be in the money in the bank ladder match in the money in the bank ladder match like Shelton Benjamin. But um <laughs> It's just like, let them feud. Let the match go to a, like, you know, no decision shit at Money in the Bank and then, like, you know, draw it out and let them conclude it in a cage or some shit at fucking SummerSlam. But I don't know. It's just like with the whole thing with Cass, it's just like, I don't even know what to really say about it. It's just like, I just don't give a fuck. Like, and it, well, here's and I thing. was one of those people that was anticipating Kaz coming back, and it's just like, yo, now that he is back, it's just like what they're doing with him. I don't care. But the thing is, I have to say, he has been better doing promos as a heel than he was as a face before he got injured. As a face, he wasn't doing promos. Enzo was doing all the promos. No, he was. Remember, him and Enzo broke away from each other, and Kaz was the heel in that situation. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. He was. Yeah. When they were faces, but though. His promos have been better. Maybe it's because he was doing promos against Enzo Amore, and that for all of his flaws and his bad rapping, one thing you don't want to do is stand toe-to-toe in the ring with a guy exactly. like that. Let him do promos. Enzo is great on the mic, like, in promos. But, like. I don't know, him and Cass going back and forth, it's just like, yeah, Cass had no chance there. He needs somebody to talk for him. He's another one that, like, you know, would benefit from a manager. We need more than just Paul Heyman as a manager these days, and they just won't do it. I agree. And it's just so sad. They just won't put the time in. So when Paige showed up, she was upset that Big Cass pointed to being some people's managers in WWE and like save their company. Go ahead. When Paige showed up, she was upset that Big Cass came out and ruined the announcement. She made that triple threat match. Another thing that happened in that segment was that Mandy and Sonya Deville showed up, saw Paige backstage. They have a little back and forth, and then Mandy gets a match against Asuka. For uh, which Oscar won, so Oscar beat Mandy. No surprise there. Yeah, more just hyping up. Nobody's her ready going Oscar. Yeah, well, like I said, it's more just hyping her up going against uh, Carmella. Carmella was out there, was on commentary, entertaining as always. Got in the ring, held up the belt at the end, did her you know Mella is money thing because she is. 
Another backstage segment that we had, which was actually kind of entertaining, was Shinsuke Nakamura walking through the backstage, holding cue cards that had numbers on them, and then just kind of tossing, <laughs> counting down to one. Listen. And it was listen. funny because it's a last man standing match, and he had a match against Ty Dillinger, who is the perfect 10. Listen. It had been a while since I literally laughed out loud at stuff with WWE. But the whole thing when he like had knocked Ty Dillinger down and like Ty Dillinger actually like got up and like at ten and like ten and shit, I laughed. <laughs> and it's just like because it was so perfect and I knew they were gonna do it, but when they actually did do it, I'm like this makes me happy. It is my understanding that Ty Dillinger, at least for live events, has been going back down to NXT and working with some NXT talent. I don't think it's a permanent thing, like a permanent demotion, but I do know he has been doing some live NXT shows. Listen, just let me know when TJP moves up to the main roster. (laughs) You mean from 205 Live? Exactly. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. That's not the main roster. So, 205 Live is the cruiserweights of WWE, and they do not leave. It's like in WCW. Do they they have a television spot? No, no. Exactly. So. They do have their own streaming show on the network, though. So does Camp WWE. And it's great. Which is better than 205 Live. So anyway. <laughs> and NXT is the best brand WWE's got right now. So That's your opinion. The best brand WWE has right now is Camp WWE. So moving forward, what else happened on SmackDown? Uh, Lana and Naomi had a dance off. Why did this happen? Why was this a thing? So, Travis, I have a theory, and I I actually went back and forth on this. Part of me was like, everything that Lana does is reminiscent of, like, the Divas era, and I thought we were getting away from that. But at the same time, in the women's revolution, I truly do believe there needs to be room for women's wrestlers and for Divas, that you cannot stifle a beautiful woman for being a Diva to elevate women's wrestlers because they can both exist together. So I have a hard time being upset. There's a thing, though. You need to separate those, though. There needs to be valets and the women's wrestlers. Lana is an amazing valet. Listen. Listen. You you listening? You looking? I'm listening. Look right here. I'm looking. Look right here. I am. I'm looking you right in the eye right now. Nothing in the WWE right now is sexier than when Lana walks out to the ring. All right? I disagree. Mandy Rose. I don't think that's sexier. I think that, what is his name? Corey Graves. Yes. He hypes it up. So you think it's sexier. <laughs> and he does a great job. He does. He does. He is like nose all up in her ass. But 
there is nothing sexier than Lana coming, like, you know, Lana doing her thing. But there's room for that with her as the valet and then others like Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And And Alexa Bliss and and Carmella. Exactly. All that shit. That's something else. Let Lana do what she does best. All right? Like, she's very See, good at that. Watch... Let her do it. See, I know you don't watch Total Divas, and I think this was for the people who do watch Total Divas because they had a whole thing on Total Divas about Lana being this trained dancer, and she thinks she's a better dancer than Naomi, which might have led to this angle. Is that and why? Also, do well, something on Twitter or something. Like, let us know why this is a thing. But so this was something I think from last season or two seasons ago. It wasn't something recent. Yeah. The other thing is that um, I lost my train of thought. So it was about Total Divas. Something. Oh, Lana was on Total Divas last season, professing how she was going to work her ass off. She was going to be a women's wrestler. She wasn't just going to be a piece of eye candy in a valet. That's not what she wanted. But and Natalia so and everyone else told her she was hot. garbage, and she got pissed. <laughs> Wait, wait, stop. Who says she was garbage? Natalia. I mean, she would kind of know. Like, like of all the people who would say that she's bad, oh, yeah, she would know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Of all the people who can say she was bad, yeah, Natalia, you got probably right. <laughs> All right, Travis. So the last thing on SmackDown, because we're going to move away from this. I don't want to move away from this yet. Because, like, I'm watching this because they put this on the Hulu version of SmackDown, which, putting it out there, they have less to cut. But they put this on the Hulu version of SmackDown, but they cut the barbecue from Raw. Huh? And you got to see Naomi twerk. That's what I was getting at. Cause she did some like she, as someone who lived in Florida for ten years, she did some for real like some serious Florida shit. Like during that thing, I'm just like, that is some real Florida shit, and that won't really work outside of Florida for the cloud, for the crowd, not cloud, crowd. So it's just like, yo, like when you watch that back to the whole piping in no- crowd noise and shit. I know they didn't cheer like that for what she was doing because she wasn't in Florida. That was some Florida shit. <laughs> I knew that Lana was going to attack. I just didn't expect to see a neck breaker. That surprised me a little bit. Oh, yeah, that too. I was just talking about the dance contest in itself, but. Yeah. The fact that that got on there and the barbecue didn't is just disappointing for me. I'm sorry, Travis, but I have some good news. What's the good the news? The New Day. Did you say 15% of your car insurance by switching to Geico? I did not, but I do know that um, if it doesn't say Gary Lang on the back, you probably paid too much. <laughs> so the New Day beat the Miz in the bar, which was fine, but before the New Day came to the ring... We saw him backstage with Mr. Bootiesworth. I did see Mr. Bootiesworth, yes. Mr. Bootiesworth returned, and I was so happy. Listen, we're not going to find out who's in that, who's in the match from the New Day. 
until the actual pay-per-view. All three are going to come out, and only one of them is actually going to go to the ring. You think so? Yep. I like that prediction. I like that prediction. Uh, Is there anything else in the next 12 minutes that we have left that you want to talk about, that you want to... We have Go 12 minutes to, and 7 seconds. Yeah, like I said, the next 12 minutes that you want to talk about, go back to anything else that you want to talk about that came up in wrestling. Uh, we Oh, I didn't mention we do we did get a uh, – I, I didn't write this in my notes. Sami Zayn came out to do an apology, and he didn't really apologize. And the reason I didn't talk about it is I'm Can, sick of seeing Bobby Lashley walk to the ring smiling. I was just about to go into this whole thing with Bobby Lashley and how they just – I think maybe they really are just marking their time. And hopefully it's for a Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar match. I'm hoping. Why does just, he smile? That, Why is he always fucking smiling? I don't know. And Some dude talks shit about your sister, dresses a man up. I and says saw your something recently about his last singles victory was against John Cena. Which makes me happy. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Travis. What's your question? Some dude, some dude shows up with a dude dressed like a woman and starts referring to him as Tish. I whoop his ass every day for the rest of my life. But go ahead. Exactly. You don't come. You don't come up to him smiling and laughing and saying, "Oh, that's funny. That's good. This and that. Blah blah blah." And why do we have Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn? And Here's Roman the Reigns. There, there's a chance Jinnamal. that I might not be even get to him first. My brother might kill him before I even get to whoop his ass. But go ahead. Why are we doing Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal as opposed to having the Raw Tag Team titles, the U.S. title, or something else on this pay-per-view going on? I'm going to say, this is what I'm going with right now because it's the only hope I have. They're using this to finally give Bobby Lashley a singles match where he can really showcase what he has and what he can do. And after that, they're really going to push him. That's what I'm going with. Until they prove otherwise, I'm choosing to believe that. Well, I'd like to see Bobby Lashley as a heel. I don't like this baby face Bobby Lashley, and I need him to stop he's smiling. Always, lit- he's literally always been a baby face. Like, when has he not been a baby face? That's my point. He would be a much better heel. He is not really a good baby face. Even in his first run in WWE, he was a big guy. We got behind him because he was on the right part of the stories they told, but he had other guys kind of working for him, you know. He was, and mind you, he was Donald Trump's selection in that WrestleMania match. Well, that was when Donald Trump was just a dude with a lot of money and not trying to be our president. That's that's some different shit. Like it's when when he's just an entertainment figure that has a lot of money, we're cool with that. But they could use that to turn Bobby Lashley heel. They could. But let me just point this out as a black man can't do that all right <laughs> like yes but you can because he's gonna be a bad guy no what listen bad guy in the listen, world would there be than the black listen, man who's siding with donald listen, trump listen 
I understand what you're saying. It would work for wrestling. But these days, guys don't commit like that to being the heel. Nobody's going to agree to do that right now. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like the 90s, they'd be all over that shit. All right? Now, no. Everybody's got a fucking Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of shit trying to promote themselves. No. Here's what I want to see from Bobby Lashley, Travis, and tell me this wouldn't piss you off. Bobby Lashley comes out, gets in the ring, gets a mic. He's getting pretty much no reaction because that's what he gets, if not booed. Because they fucking keep putting him in tag matches. Why do they do that? Go ahead. I don't know, but he's getting that kind of reaction, right? Bobby Lashley gets on the mic and he says, listen, I'm not out here to fight for you people. I'm out here to fight for the guy who brought me to the game in WWE, our president of the United States, Donald Trump. And on another (laughs) note, I want to let you know that I went and saw Avengers Infinity War, and I was happy Black Panther got erased because that was the worst fucking Marvel movie I have ever seen. And every black WWE fan in the world would instantly turn on that man like that. He might be the biggest heel in WWE. He would. The problem is we don't have a lot of guys to cheer for. All we have is the New Day. Well, you cheer for Shelton Benjamin. I cheer for him, but they just kind of brush him to the side like he doesn't exist now. So, yeah. Cedric Alexander is the Cruiserweight champion. Who? There's the Velveteen Dream down on uh, NXT, which is amazing. Who really pays attention to NXT, though? Like, I know a lot of people actually. I know the Velveteen Dream is there, and he's actually like, we've talked about me and my, you know, liking of the Velveteen Dream. But, like, honestly, come on, dude. You know better. Titus Worldwide? I mean, they're okay to see on TV because it's just like I like to see them getting their money. But, like, are they really doing anything? Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon. Nia Jax is Samoan. She's not black. That's the difference. No, Nia Jax is black. She is from the Rocky Maivia side. I'm fucking She's with not you. the Samoan side. Listen, I'm fucking with you. I know. All right? <laughs> or you're drunk and you just forgot for a second. You can't prove either way. I'm not I'm not going to argue with you. WWE is racist. There are not a lot of positive African American figures. Here's the thing. As far as them being I don't think the whole company is racist, all right? No, Vince is. You said it, not me. But <laughs> I, I said it last week too. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's just like he has I don't is it I don't know if it's really racism or if it's just he sees things working a certain way and he hasn't moved past that point where he sees things working so he doesn't, like, make other things happen. You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question, Travis. How many championships did Booker T win in WWE? Um, Tag championship and IC, I think. And I believe he was world heavyweight champion at one point. Well, that was before he even got to WWE, though. That doesn't. Count. No, he won the world heavyweight title when he won the King of the Ring. I I know what you I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like that was one of those 
belts that's like held over from WWE. Had he not yeah. won that in WWE, he wouldn't have gotten that one. I mean, right, right, right. Had WCW. he not won it in WCW, he wouldn't have won it in WWE. Go ahead. How many WWE championships, WWE titles did Booker T win? I see in tag title. No, no. I mean, the WWE championship. How many times did he win the WWE championship? Oh, zero. Mark Henry, former world heavyweight champion. How many WWE title wins does he have? Zero. Because the WWE title is the title for the company. That is the WWE championship. The black guy can win the world heavyweight title because that's what we brought over from WCW. We're not putting our championship on him, even though the perfect time to do it was in that feud with John Cena where he fake retired and said he came back to just win that title. That is the perfect time to do it, and they don't put it on him. How many WWE title runs does Farouk have? Settle. First ever African-American world heavyweight champion comes to WWE, gets zero zero world heavyweight titles. Mind you, the Rock surpassed him, and that might have been a big part of it. Let me just say, I think the reason why this happened, I think a black guy fucked Linda. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Travis, who's winning on Monday Night Raw? We got to wrap this up. We're winning because there was no Roman Reigns. Who's losing on Monday Night Raw? Roman Reigns, because he wasn't on the show. <laughs> um, I'm going to say we're winning because we got the B-Team barbecue, but you missed it. Yeah. And I'm going to say that uh, we're losing. Honestly, because we like, 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 no bullshit. I will say Sasha won, is winning. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha, I can see that. I'm going to say uh, losing Ronda because she just looks bad in this fucking feud. I don't understand like why they would do that. Why wouldn't they just wait till SummerSlam to do that? Like it, it really makes more sense to do it at SummerSlam. But go ahead. Who's winning on SmackDown? Um, Samoa Joe. Who's losing on SmackDown? I mean, Daniel Bryan got fucked up, so like he like ended up like passing out. By the way. What happened to raising the arm three times? When did that stop? I don't know when that stopped, but I have noticed I haven't seen a lot of that lately where they just kind of check the guy and then say, oh, he's out. Yeah. And we don't get the arm raise. But the arm raise was just for effect to see, like, the guy come back. If he's not coming back, I guess it's kind of pointless. No, no, no. I need you to go ahead and say it. The arm raise was for Hulk Hogan to come back, all right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Travis, you still have Super Flashy Arrow, uh, three more episodes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash Super Flashy Arrow of tomorrow. You guys can check that. Dropping, I don't know, it probably won't be Fridays because you only have one episode to talk about. Yeah, so it also, might be like Tuesday or Wednesday most likely. 30 minutes-ish after or maybe the next day after Wild Wild Westworld will be done from or after Westworld will be Wild Wild West World. You can also find them, facebook.com slash group slash Wild Wild West World. Yo. You can find us, facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' It Raw. You can find me at Twitter at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R and Travis on Twitter at Sir Cussalot. That's S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. 
and check out our live streams after the pay-per-views. That is it for us, Travis. It was a pleasure. Say goodnight. Good night. We are smacking it wrong. We are that damn good. We are that damn good.